My biggest sales mistake is letting my emotions get the best of me, which results in not planning the process all the way through and giving up in the end. Ever worry about making mistakes in your coaching business? Or maybe you're terrified you'll get something wrong. First off, don't panic. Everyone makes mistakes. Second, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast Season 3. This season is all about mistakes that coaches make when building their businesses. From contracts to relationships to websites to events, we'll cover it all to save you time and stress. And most of all, to remind you that mistakes are normal. So with that, let's get down to business. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. And our topic today is sales mistakes, which is a big one and there is a lot to say. And as always in this season, I'm accompanied by the amazing Bobby Palmer. If you are new to this season of the Coach Pony podcast, Bobby Palmer is a date coach who has created six figure programs in her business. And I'm a career coach and business coach who's created six and seven figure programs in mine. And we thought it would be interesting and helpful to show you that even across different niches and different business levels, we still make the same mistakes. Say hello, Bobby. Hi, Christy. I'm glad to be here with you again. This is a good one. I'm glad you're here today because you are the person who's going to be talking about your sales <laughs> mistakes. Yay. So, yay. So with that, let's go ahead and dive in. So Bobby, you know, as a coach, tell me, what was your biggest sales mistake? My biggest sales mistake is letting my emotions get the best of me, which results in not planning the process all the way through and giving up in the end. All right. I like this because I feel like there's a lot to unpack here with what you've got going. So I want to just dive into that and tell me first a little bit about what you said in the beginning there. You talked about process and then you also talked about kind of letting it get the best of you so you give up. So tell me a little bit about the process. What are you you talking about there? Lack thereof, (laughs) basically. This has happened on and off over the dozen years that I've been in business is I decide to do a launch and I have a great product and I, that I'm really proud of and I've worked really hard on. And I sit down in advance to, with your help as my mastermind partner all the time, to plan out the launch and my communications. And these are email launches. And plan it out, like what each communication is going to be, what the purpose is, who it's going to, and so on. And I start getting really nervous. It's not going to work. I feel like a failure before I even get started sometimes. And so the process part is I'll go in and I'll go, I use Entreport to automate my emails. So I'll go into Entreport and I'll set up two, three, four of maybe the 12 or so emails that we've talked about and I've agreed on and I, I want to do. And then I think, okay, I'll do the rest, you know, tomorrow. Therefore, I really don't set up the whole process. And I think part of the reason of not doing it is fear of failure, is fear of like putting a line, like drawing a line on the sand saying, here's what I'm going to launch. Here's how I'm going to do it. And we know it works. But yeah, my I, I guess that fear 
gets in the way so I don't complete the process. And I think I'm going to do it tomorrow and then tomorrow and then tomorrow. And so why is this a mistake? I think it's pretty clear, <laughs> but let's say it anyway. Yeah, let's let's just put it all out there. Well, it's a mistake because sometimes I just don't finish it. So what happens is, let's say two, three, four days, whatever, into the launch, depending, let's say it's a 10-day launch. So two, three days in, let's say I haven't made the sales that I expected and the sales that I wanted. So that's when my mind really starts playing games with me, right? Oh, it's not working. I knew it was going to fail. And so instead of going in and completing the plan as it was laid out and knowing, by the way, and this is a really good tip for everyone, most sales come in at the very end. I mean, mm -hmm. we know that it's proven but even though I know that, I'll say, oh, maybe I'll change it. So I'll start going in and, oh, maybe I need to see, change the sales page because it's not converting like I thought it should. And this is just a couple few days in when only a certain number of people have opened the emails and so forth. And either I don't complete the process at all as planned. And sometimes it means four, five, six days into the launch, I give up and I don't right. send the final emails. So if I could sum up, what happens when you don't have the process is you don't get clients. Oh, right? yeah. Because you're not, <laughs> oh, what's you're not the selling result? coaching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I want to I wanna pause for a second. You're talking about email launches, uh, which is not something every new coach or struggling coach mm -hmm. is going to do. But you mentioned, you know, sales come in at the end. And so whether you're a new coach who isn't planning on doing launches or, or an existing coach who does do launches, I want to explain why that is. It's because sales is a process. And no matter what you do in sales, usually people don't buy the first time they see an offer mm -hmm. because they don't know you and they have to think about it. They're not fully paying attention. Maybe they don't understand why the offer can help them. So usually when you're selling anything, you're going to need to follow up. And maybe it's following up over the phone or via you know email or in person at a networking event when you see someone again, or maybe it's following up through an email launch like Bobby was talking about. But people need to see a product multiple times. Usually the number that's been bounced around is five to seven or seven to nine, depending on what books you're reading. But it's it's quite a few times before they buy. And so that's mm -hmm. why when you do an email launch, you've got to send a lot of emails. Otherwise, you're not going to make any sales. But even if you're working one-on-one -on -one and you're doing, you know, talking to people individually, if you do a consult with them and they don't, they don't buy, you're going to need to follow up. And you're probably going to need to follow up more than once. It might not happen within a few days. You might follow up, you know, a week later and then a month later but you still need to follow up because sales is a process. So yeah. it's always a process no matter what the sales activity looks like. So I just want to clarify that. In terms of like, let's say you're doing, like for instance, when I sell private coaching, I do it through a discovery call. I actually have a very high conversion rate on those calls, probably about 75%. But the sales that I don't make during that call because somebody is, oh, I need to think about it or I need to check my money, you know, whatever their objection is. I also get caught up in sort of that fear of of checking back. So I've also lost clients that way, I'm sure, of not following up on those particular calls. And usually, and this is kind of, I, I like, this is, I think, a good tip. You can let me know, Christy. When I have a discovery call and I talk about private coaching and keeping in mind that the price point on that is about 5800 to 7500 sometimes my follow-up is sending them an email with a link to an article that addresses what we talked about during the call and just saying, hey, I've been thinking about you and I think this will help you. 
And this is one of your articles too, right? Yeah, this is one of my articles on my website, right? So it's like, I've been thinking about you. This will help you more. It's just reinforcing that I'm the right coach for them and that I can help them. And it's not a direct, it's not a direct offer. I want to interrupt for a second because you might be wondering exactly what to write in that follow-up email. Well, Bobby just gave you a great example, but there's something even easier that you can do. The simplest follow-up is a three-sentence email. And the three sentences are, Dear, insert name. I just wanted to follow up and see how you are doing. Do you still need help with finding a great new job? If so, let me know. I'm here if you need me. Sincerely, you. So insert whatever it is that you do after the words, do you still need help with, and then hit send. Voila, simplest follow-up email ever. And with that, let's get back to the regularly scheduled programming. So the follow-up doesn't have to be, hey, are you buying, right? It can be just something that's personal and that lets them know that you're committed to them because you've already had a con- in this case you've already had a conversation with them. Right now I'm about to sign a vendor who's followed up with me 12 times in the last mm. 4 months and yeah. I've, it's not been annoying because I keep I'm working on some different things and I've needed to ask them some questions and they're following up to make sure that they have time in their schedule for me even though I haven't purchased anything yet. But it's helpful. Like the follow up mm-hmm. if done correctly isn't usually a big deal. Right. It's Mm -hmm. not going to turn that many people off (laughs) as long as you're not being sleazy about it. Yeah. And if it does, then that's okay. Because, you know, what they taught us like years, years and years ago, Christy, you know, them saying no is still making a decision. And we want people to make a decision because Mm -hmm. if they don't, they don't get any help. So whether they get help with you or they get help with another coach or they find a third solution, that's fine. We just want people to not stay stuck Mm -hmm. and we want to help them reach a decision. And it's not about pushing your sales. It's about helping them reach a decision and giving them the information they need, which is going to involve multiple touches because it's a process. And that makes me feel guilty for being, um, you know, going through all this emotional crap that I do. I probably, in addition to having you as a mastermind partner, needed a therapist <laughs> all along. <laughs> um, but you know, I've just come to terms with it, and I and I have my, um, you know, I have my ways of dealing with it, and I get through launches successfully, of course. And what occurs to me as I go through all my personal crap is that I'm not helping my tribe, and that really disturbs me because I know they need my help, and when I get caught up in my stuff, and I don't follow through on my plan, or I don't follow up on like checking on them, like, are you sure like this, if you need this, I want you to have this, and keeping the offer in front of them. I'm letting them down. I don't, after all these years, you know, I've done a lot of really good work, and I've helped a lot of people. But I've also let down, I think, people on my list and some people that come visit my website, because I'm not putting myself out there and putting those offers out there that I know will help them. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Bobby, because we have to remember, like, if we're not willing to offer our help, why should people take it, right? If they don't yeah. know, we've got to tell people. And I also want to add, too, that you know, I have a pretty big business in general, and I struggle with this, too, even today. And so one of the things that I do that helps me with any mindset stuff, even though I believe everything I've told you that, you know, I want people to reach a decision, a decision that's right for them. 
I make sure the process is solid. I feel like when your process is in place, it's easier to get over any bad feeling about the mindset stuff. So for us, when we do a launch, all the emails are pre-written. The campaign is pre-scheduled. So like once the launch starts, everything, I don't have to do anything. Those emails go out, you know, I'll have to second mm-hmm. guess myself. Uh, yeah. I don't have to worry about it. Like it's just happening. I make sure that there's a clear unsubscribe button. So if no, you know, if you're not interested in that topic, it's really easy not to hear about it, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But you have your stuff too. No, well, that's what I'm saying. And so yeah, this is like one of the my launch tips for getting, going. this is one of my tips for getting over it though, because what mm. happens is when you do a launch or when you put yourself out there, maybe in a client consult, you know, of course you doubt it's very vulnerable to offer something that you've created or offer your services. And that's why that mindset stuff happens to all of us. And so we always want to think about how can I, how can I sort of ease that friction with my mind and also know that it's coming and what can I put in place so I don't let it overwhelm me or prevent me from reaching my clients? So the thing that, as I said, the thing that works for me is I pre-schedule everything. So when the doubt hits me, and it always does, you know, it's already happening. Like the train has already left that station. So the launch is going to finish whether I'm on the train or not. One thing I used to do with private clients way back in the day was I would schedule a follow-up email on my calendar. So I'd put that, like, follow up with them on this date. And then it took some of the pressure of when should I follow up? You know, what do I do? I already put that on the calendar. So then I just needed to hit send on that email and say, hey, we talked. Here's, you know, just wanted to quickly follow up. These, like, small things can help because I do. I mean, what, Bobby, I'm so grateful you shared it. We all go through it. It's it's really hard, no matter how successful you are, to put yourself out there. And there's always going to be those doubts around selling, because especially as coaches, we don't want to be pushy. We want to be helpful, and so we got to think about ways to overcome that. Did that was that yeah. fair, Bobby? Yeah, that's fair. I I was just thinking of like how many, and and I do want to be clear that I have had successful launches. <laughs> Bobby has. She said extremely yeah. successful launches, private <laughs> programs, group programs. Like, yes, that is 100% yeah. true. I'm like a throw it against the wall and see what sticks kind of gal where Christy's like, a, I'm going to plan this launch two months in advance and get everything done, you know, so I can go on vacation for a week before the launch. Yeah, we're, we're very different. I'm like procrastinator, like queen. But what happens is this throwing stuff against the wall thing, when you have a plan, like Christy says, it just screws everything up because you don't have the only statistic that I may have is, oh, I've sold 10 and I thought I should have sold 30 by now, let's say. Okay. That's the only thing I know. I don't know at that point where if any, if there's some sort of break in the plan, like, you know, weakness in the plan, first of all, the big if, because there may not be. But I don't know if it's in my emails. I don't know if it's in my sales page. I don't know. Am I getting opens? Am I getting clicks? Am I getting conversions? All those things. I'm just going, oh, I got to update the sales page. I go in and I I react instead of relax and then respond. Then when it's over, if it's not successful, I have no freaking idea why. Because <laughs> I've changed things so much along the way. So when you stick to a plan, at least if it if it fails, which we've both had failed launches for sure. Oh, everyone, everyone has. Oh yeah, yeah. big not, ones, not, some big ones. You're right? always going to do stuff in your business, and it is going to fail spectacularly sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. it's just about you learn or you grow. You learn or you 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 succeed or you grow, or you succeed or you right. learn. I don't know. Any of those are true. Well, you know, you can't be great without making mistakes. I've heard that um, somewhere. I can't say <laughs> yeah, where, but brilliant. it sounds like something brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but you, if you keep changing shit during the launch, like I do, 
and give in to all your emotional crap, then when it's over, when you go back and you try to learn from it, you've messed it all up. You you don't know what day you changed the sales page. You don't know what day you tweaked the email. You didn't send the final two. So how the heck do you know if on the last day you could have had 25 more sales? And again, so important, you guys, that last day, like sales will come in that last day. Don't give really up. They really do. Or sales yeah. will come in on the follow up, right? So yeah. you you talk to someone on the phone and then, you, you know, you, they don't get back to you. Follow up. Sales will come in on that mm-hmm. follow up. It's a process. Yeah. I just got an email today from someone I had a discovery call with, I think a month ago. And I could tell that she was not in a position to make a choice. And she was talking to other coaches, which I really recommend women do. I mean, my, my clients are all women. Um, and I said, you know what? I know you need help with online dating. This is a product that I have. It's $150 price point. And I really recommend that you purchase this product. By the end of that, you will know so much. You'll have the skills that you need. And you'll have the experience with me to really understand if I'm the best coach for you. And that was a month ago. And I followed up a week or 10 days later just want to make sure that you purchase the product. And today she emailed me and she's ready to talk about coaching. And to be honest, I kind of just let it go, right? Which is what you have to do. Follow up is one thing, but obsession is another. You follow up and you you let it go. It's just like I tell my clients, you go on a date and you don't hear back from him, you let it go. And the magic word is next. And that's why I say you schedule it too on your calendar. So you follow up, you don't hear back from him, and then you reach out a month or two later you know, whatever time feels appropriate to you. Um, And there's no right or wrong answer here at all. You know, our theme of of this season is, you know, mistakes happen and they're normal and you can always learn from them. So what do you feel like, um, what was good about making this mistake? You know, how did it help you? Oh, that's such a hard question. (laughs) I'm not here for the easy questions today, Bobby. Hard questions only, hard questions only. No, I mean, it's, first of all, we talked about this, I think in our first podcast. One thing about being an entrepreneur And I think being a coach in particular, because you're selling yourself, is you learn all your all your weaknesses, not your faults, but boy, your weaknesses just like rise to the top. And, you know, I learn about myself when I find myself jumping in and reacting and um, procrastinating all these things that I do. I've learned to be really conscious of my shit you know, conscious of how I'm getting in my own way. And in some ways, um, in some ways, it's good to know when it's you because you have control over it. If it's that nobody wants your product or nobody likes you or nobody feels like you're helpful, you know, all those things, what are you going to do with that? But in a way, it's good to just like look in the mirror and go, you're you're screwing up. What are you going to do about it? Because it tells you, yeah, you can change it. And also, of course, you when you do learn to control it, then you have successful launches. They work. Can I just say, I love what you just said. Because entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is a dark journey through the soul. Yeah. 100%. But what's amazing and why I am such an advocate of owning your own business, but especially being a coach, is because you do control it. You know, you are in control of so much of your success, all of us have had a little bit of luck in our businesses. You know, maybe we got on an online platform at the right time, or we knew someone who helped us, you know, land an article somewhere, whatever it was, or we were just in the right networking event at the right time. But we also created that opportunity for ourselves. 
Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when things go wrong in your business or you make mistakes, you can learn from them and you can grow from them and you can control what happens to you next. Right. So I think it's, it's so cool. It sucks at the time, but it's really cool because it gives you, it's gives you a feeling of empowerment of, you know, I did this wrong. So how am I going to do it right next time? Or I did this wrong. What am I going to take away from it and learn for the next time? I have one giant mistake in terms of sales that I want to very quickly, I want to yeah. share. Okay, it's tell a little us. bit different than what we talked about. So nine, eight years ago, no, I think seven years ago, I was a guest on the Today Show twice. It was a really big deal. I literally got an email from them because they saw my website and said, can you come talk about dating after 50? They flew her out. They put her in the makeup chair. I remember it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I admit they flew me to New York with my assistant. It was very cool. I, I felt like I had arrived. And because of my personal crap, have I said that like 50 times today? Yes! Because of my personal stuff, I did not follow up with them. I did not follow up and say, well, I followed up with, you know, thank you. It was great, you know, with the producers and so forth. But I did not leverage it to my list. I did not leverage it on my website. I didn't put a page up going, hey, look at me, like I'm on the Today Show. And all these years later, everything's gone. The recordings are no longer online. Mm. And for the last year, I've been looking for them. I mean, a year ago, I looked and they were gone. I mean, it's been a long time. That is a big mistake. I mean, what a screw up. And it's because I was afraid and I was on the freaking Today Show. I mean, and I was great. They recorded a half a day with me. So um, it comes in all, it's not just email launches. It's not just private coaching. Everything that you do, you have to think before you go, have a plan to leverage whatever it is you're doing. I didn't do that. And if I had, and it was automated, it would have, it would have been really big. I did get a couple really good clients from it, but I could have, I could have done so much better. Yeah. So I feel like our theme is definitely put a sales process in place. It can be as simple as a calendar reminder to follow up with someone and send them helpful articles. You can send people the same helpful articles. They don't even have to be yours or just check in and see how they're doing or schedule your stuff in advance. So like me, I'm about to go and be, I'm about to go on a trip for a week, but we'll be in the middle of a launch. It's all pre-planned. And so if I feel any doubt or worries, I won't, I can't stop that train. The emails will go whether I want them to or not. So should we get to the lightning round? You bet. So our lightning round is a sweet part of any podcast episode, and it's brought to you by two things. Thing one, of course, is Build a Real Business, which is our structured program to help you build a coaching business full of happy paying clients with real support and structured training and all sorts of fun bells and whistles. And you can find it at coachpony.com forward slash B-A-R-B dash invite, Barb dash invite, and sign up to learn more about the program. And of course, we're sponsored by chocolate because I love chocolate. But today is a little interesting. I took a little trip to Bed Bath & Beyond, which I've not been to in like seven years. Um, And I arrived on their candle sale day and I got a hot cocoa candle and it's burning right now as we record this. And my office smells like hot chocolate. And it actually, I mean, it really does smell like hot chocolate. And it's, I highly recommend. So (laughs) if you're like me trying to cut down a tiny bit on the enormous amount of chocolate you eat, can I recommend the hot cocoa candle for, you know, stepping in? Anyway, Bobby, shall we get to the tips? (laughs) Yes. But if my office smelled like hot cocoa, I'd want to like put a blanket over me myself and cuddle up. Just saying. Bobby, tip number one, 
Tip number one is don't psych yourself out because you're psyching yourself out of sales. And what I say to my coaching clients is it's your fear of rejection that gets you rejected. That's what's gonna make the biggest mistake. So just be aware of what's going on in your mind and what you're feeling and keep your eyes on the prize. Yes, support 100%. Okay, Christy, tip number two. Tip number two is to plan things out in advance when you're selling and understand that it's a process. So whether it's writing emails ahead of time for sales email campaigns or just putting time on your calendar to follow up with people, just go ahead and plan it out and sales will be a little bit easier. Bobby, tip number three. That follow-up is really important. Don't be afraid to follow up and remember you're offering to help somebody. And if you're not the right coach for them or the product's not the right thing for them at this time in their life, that's okay. But don't be afraid to follow up and bug people. You're actually giving them an opportunity. And Christy, one more. Tip number four, most sales happen at the end if you're doing an email launch or after a few touches or interactions with you if you're just chatting with people, doing networking, et cetera, to sell your coaching. So people have to see your stuff a few times, most likely, before they buy. So sales is a process. Don't give up too, don't give up too early. Sales come at the end. So with that, we've reached the end of this episode. Thank you everyone for listening. And of course, Bobby and I have a totally not at all cheesy sign off that we like to do. So Bobby, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I'll start it off. You finish? Okay. All right, everyone. Remember, you can't be great. Without making mistakes. Boom. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with another coach if you know they need some help or a little bit of a boost. And with that, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. We appreciate you. And if you know another coach who could really benefit or is struggling, feel free to share the podcast with them. Finally, if you want to avoid more mistakes in your business, then please, for the love of chocolate, join Build a Real Business, our comprehensive program to help you find happy paying coaching clients. It's the step-by-step training and real live support that you need to build a coaching business that you absolutely love. You can find more information over at coachpony.com forward slash barb dash invite. That's coachpony.com forward slash B-A-R-B dash invite. I can't wait to help you and I'll see you next time. Let's ride.